2: Southern Miss to the, to the top. You're tuned in to the
3: Eagle Hour.
2: Happy Friday to you, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laura We're glad you're with us to wrap up another week of Conference USA and Southern Miss Sports Talk. Kelly Sander joining us later in the show. Also, Caleb Hamill, the new voice of Presbyterian Christian School here in Hattiesburg, He'll be on the show uh, later as well, but we've got a lot to get to today. We're very happy to let you know that Athletic Director Jeremy McLean is back on the show today. Always uh, appreciate his time. Uh, Jeremy, happy Friday. Thanks for your time.
1: Appreciate you guys having me. Always glad to join.
2: All right, and you're always willing to come on, and uh, today, boy, a lot going on. About an hour ago, news breaks from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, Jeremy, that – that the football team has decided it's not going to practice today. It's uh, joining in a a protest march uh, later this evening uh, on the campus. uh, This all less than a week from the opening of football season. Uh, What can you tell our listeners about this development?
1: Yeah, I I think everyone's aware that um, obviously for most of this summer, we have uh, uh, been dealing with and having discussions about some um, racial issues throughout the country, or at least, spotlight that's been shown on some some racial issues and and so you know we've had discussion earlier this summer and had a chance to talk to a lot of our student athletes and then this week with some of the things that have happened, i think it uh, you know you've seen major league baseball the n b a um, and then several college programs over the last couple of days uh take a stand and say you know what we're going to sit out practice today and we're going to you know send a, you know just send a message that we're together and unified and so so I think for our guys, and I'm really proud of them. They, as a group of players, talked amongst themselves about what was important to them, uh, how they wanted to handle it, uh, and then brought that to our coaching staff. and, and Our coach staff as was obviously supportive, and as administration, we're supportive. And so I appreciate, you know, their leadership and their kind of attention to what is a, a serious issue. And uh, you know, just proud of proud of how they handled it, and uh, you know, proud of the decision making process for them. and you know, and you know they they feel like they this is something they need to do, and we're going to support that.
2: Are you concerned at all about the timing being so close to the opening of football season to miss to miss practice?
1: I'm not. No, I mean these guys have been practicing for uh, a month, and you know today, if you if you think about our our, and this is really not relevant. You know, <laughs> in the greater scheme of things, of of what where this falls in the week, but today would normally be Sunday for us of game week, and so. Um, you know, just to kind of put that in perspective as far as preparation is concerned. Um, that's not, Sunday's not normally a day where you're doing a lot of things. Um, and so for us, you know, again, that's not that's not the most important issue here. Um, but I have zero concern about the preparation for their game on Thursday.
2: So just to be clear on the record, 100% support from the coaching staff and uh, the administration uh, for this action.
0: 100%. Luke? Jeremy, thanks for coming on. Other news today, uh, the TV schedule gets released. Um, Game time change for South Alabama to to 8 p.m. Let's talk about just uh, South Alabama. Uh, first and foremost, and uh, the second game with Louisiana Tech. Uh, we, we had an open date on November 7th since we talked to you last. I think I talked to you uh, two weeks ago on Eagle Hour, and like the same yeah. day later on the Tennessee Tech game got moved. Um, but you go from basically playing, you know, eight or nine games and a break to going playing one and then having a break and playing 11 in a row. It's kind of like 2020 in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And so uh, we, and we talked through that. You know, we had an F- when we lost uh, Tennessee Tech, where we wanted to kind of fill that FCS. And we felt like having the opportunity after week one to regroup a little bit and, and just from a health and safety standpoint, uh, from a you know stadium operation, since we do have uh, multiple home games to start the year, we just felt like it was our best scenario to, while, while normally that's not what you would think is to have a bye week in week two, we just felt like it gave us the best chance to, kind of prepare ourselves for that stretch run throughout the year. And so so it worked out well. We found, you know, North Alabama was, was able to play on November 7th, and, and uh, that worked out well and gives us an opportunity, like I said, to, uh, to start off on the right foot and, and give us a little bit of breather after this first game.
0: So TV uh, schedule releases, 11 of the 12 games, are uh, on either CBS Sports Network, ESPN3, or Stadium Liberty game on October 24th. Uh, you would expect that one to probably get picked up, this the only one right now that doesn't have TV yeah. coverage. And then uh, UAB moves to Black Friday at 2.30 kickoff. I think that's exciting for Golden Eagle fans to hear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about that. Obviously, you know, the, the television exposure associated with that. But, you know, playing on that Friday where you've got a limited number of games, I think is is a, is a great opportunity for us. And, and you know, the, the TV schedule... More, more than likely continue to evolve um, just as our our season does. I think things will change as the year goes on. There may be some games that aren't able to be played. And, and so I, I think, you know, I think there's opportunities for us to add to what you see today. And uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be able to get more news on that soon and uh, things our folks will be happy about. And uh, so I, I do think there's more to come from a TV perspective.
2: Okay, Jeremy, the first game is next Thursday night. And, of course, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on the university because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's going to be the first major college football game uh, with all the new COVID restrictions in place. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, talking to Patrick McGee, he was indicating that uh, you know the, the, the maximum capacity would be 9,000. Uh, he speculated, uh, as a sports reporter, that you may not have 9,000 actual bodies in there, Due to the COVID situation, due to TV, all of that sort of thing. My first question to you is: How much added pressure is there on the university and the athletic staff to to be the first to have to step out and uh, try to put on a college football game under these really bizarre circumstances?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, Bob. I think it's a double edged sword. You know, there's there's uh, the opportunity to kind of have all all eyes on your program and university or that's a great thing. Um, you know, you don't get that opportunity too often to really, as you said, it's the first FBS versus FBS game in the country. And, um, you know, we'll really be the only uh, game on television that, that time of evening. So, you know, great opportunity for us, but but definitely some additional scrutiny. And uh, so we are, you know, obviously been preparing for quite some time and continue preparations. And, and I'm certain we'll, you know, be preparing right up until kickoff. Ah, uh, to try to make sure that we're as safe as pos- possible, and we do the things that we need to do. And you know, Patrick's assumption on some of those things are correct. Our 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 number is about 9,500 or so, and you know, we 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 probably won't have that many people because there will be some ticket holders who who have seats but um, you know choose not to not to attend. So so we expect that number to be a little less, and um, you know, we're prepared for to deal with that and, and our focus as you've seen has really been to try to make sure we take care of our season ticket holders and that we will not be selling uh, single game tickets, at least not in the near future. That could change as the year goes on. But, um, you know, so that allows us to control our number a little bit and, and prepare uh, the best way possible, having a, you know, having a sense of what that's going to look like and not, and not trying to spend our time um, squeezing, one more person in. We're going to spend our time trying to make sure we take care of the people that mm-hmm. that um, you know have
2: purchased season tickets. What are your biggest concerns, Jeremy?
1: Um, biggest concerns uh, are probably the things that I can't control. Uh, for instance, you know we're going to need we're going to need uh, our folks to, and I think they will. You know, we've asked our our folks, and we'll continue to communicate this between now and Thursday. You know, we kind of we, got have, we have to be in this together, and people are going to be watching us, and so we need people to take mask wearing and 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 social distancing seriously and uh again we're gonna have signage we're gonna have people helping with those things um but i think i think just making sure everybody's on the same page and they're willing to do what it takes to have college football and come and watch a college football game and do it in the right way i think i think those are the things that uh give me you know make me anxious and uh but I do have faith in our folks. I have faith in our fan base. They're gonna, they're gonna do, they're going to set the right example, and you know, show the country that uh, we're 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 capable of doing this, and we're going to do it the right way.
2: Well, all things considered, would you have preferred to let someone else step up first and and see how that happened for them, or or do you happily accept that challenge,
1: and Bob? I have, and I, and I don't mind. You know, I, I've never. Uh, backed away from a challenge. So, this is, uh, this is one that's a little different, obviously. But again, I, I think you take, you take that criticism, you know, you take that with the positive of being able to be um, the only show in town, so to speak. Right. And so, right. Um, you know, so I, I think you just take that together and take it for, what it for what it is and make the best of it. And we're, you know, we're obviously, folk, our focus is on staying safe. And, you know, from our student athletes to our coaches to our fans. And uh, showing the country that we can, we can do this and do it in the right way.
2: You know, you really haven't had a normal, peaceful week since you came here. It seems to me. I, at times, feel very sorry for you.
1: <laughs> oh, don't feel sorry for me. I've got. Uh, I, I'm doing what I love, and it's it's been different this year. There's no doubt about it. But uh, we still wake up every day trying to make sure that. Uh, we, uh, we help our student-athletes and, and give them every chance to be successful. So don't feel sorry for me. All right. All
2: right. If you'll hang on, when we get back, I want to talk to you about the league overall, what you're hearing sure. from other ADs, and get some general, uh, you know, a general overlook of what we're going to see with Conference USA football. Talking to Jeremy McLean, Athletic Director at USM. Conversation continues after this. Southern Miss, to the top. To the top. You're tuned in
4: to the Eagle Hour.
2: Welcome back. We're talking to Athletic Director Jeremy McLean. Opening segment was sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We thank them for their support. It's a great weekend to enjoy Dickie's. You can enjoy it in their dining room, uh, drive through, or they'll deliver it to your house. However you decide, make sure you choose Dickie's. And also want to thank Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. Still plenty of time to get your new Southern Miss apparel for the opening football game for from Campus Bookmart. If you prefer to shop online, you can do that, campusbookmart.net. Back to our conversation with Athletic Director Jeremy McLean. Jeremy, let's look at the big picture for a couple of minutes here about uh, Conference USA football. Obviously, uh, the, is, this is all old news. What conferences have elected not to play? Uh, what conferences have elected to play? Some individual schools have dropped out. Uh, games are still being shifted, moving around. When you talk... Uh, to your uh, fellow athletic directors around the conference. So what, what's the general feel for for how difficult this has been and how optimistic are you guys that you'll be able to uh, get the entire season in without interruption?
1: It's been a challenge. I mean, uh, you know, as, as you said, we've had several conferences who have opted not to go down this path and uh, chose to, to delay um, to the spring. You know, so it's it's been hard, man. It, it has been it has been an uh, evol- ever evolving situation, whether it be how we conduct practice, what our protocols are, how much testing we're doing. You know, and it's and it's as we've learned more, we begin to shift and change. And then, obviously, as we talked about, how many people can come and watch a game, and you know, what do we do with uh, the chain crew, and you know, the red hat, and people on the sidelines? How do we handle all those things? So it's. There are a lot. Every time you answer a question, three more questions seem to come up, and so that's what we've been dealing with for several months. And um, and and so you know, I say all that. Say a lot of work has gone into it, but I will. You know, the, the ads in our conference have been committed to trying to make that happen, and and, and I'm I'm proud of the group. I think uh, there are a lot of times it would have been easy to say, you know what, this may not be worth it, um, but but the focus remained on trying to give. You know our programs, our student athletes, an opportunity to compete if we could do it safely. And so, um, it's been it's been a tough road, but um, one that at the end of the day, I hope is well worth it. And uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I'm proud of the league and um, our group of trying to be really thorough and thoughtful with the decision making process. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm I'm hopeful that pays off.
2: I know a lot of factors must go into into considering these decisions, but from strictly from a financial standpoint, are you better off to play a game like you're going to play Thursday night with a with a cable TV audience and and a really limited crowd? Financially, are you better to play that game, or just strictly from a financial uh, perspective, would it be better not to play?
1: Well, great question, and uh, it's one that. You know, probably depending on what you, what you factor in, you might you might answer it either way. But um, I, I would tell you this, you know, it's the truth is we could not play and probably, you know, be in the same position financially. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big swing one way or the other at this point. Mm-hmm. So we tried not, obviously we've talked about finances because we have to, you know, we have to make this work from a budget standpoint and we know what we're up against. But at the end of the day, we've tried to focus on giving the young men in our program an opportunity to compete and giving our, you know, giving our institution an opportunity to be represented. And, and so there's been less talk about the finances, more talk about trying to do this safely and give our guys a chance to, to do what they love to do. And, and, um, you know, so, so that's the best way I can answer that. It's, you know, probably have, you know, six-one, half-dozen of the other as far as how the finances would work out. As we sit here today with limited capacity and mm-hmm. losing some guarantee games and things like that, um, you know, we, we could probably walk away from this and be fine. But that's not who we are, and that's not, you know, where we are uh, from a standpoint of uh, all the preparation that's gone into this.
2: And it's a fluid situation, I'm assuming, week-to-week week for everybody. It's, it's going to have to be a fluid situation.
1: Chris. It is. Yeah, it is. I don't think there's any, whether it be, whether it be the number of people in the stands, or whether it be you know how we how we handle testing, or whether we you know whether we play. Um, I think every day, you know, those things are you know they're they're I won't say up in the air, but I think every day they're susceptible to being um, sidelined and adjusted, and uh, that's that's the world we're living in right now.
0: Uh, no question, Luke. A couple questions, uh, conference-wise, uh, for me, uh, Jeremy. Back to the discussion that you guys were involved in uh, you know we saw other conferences particularly the Big Ten it seemed like there wasn't a, a conversation the the 80s the weren't included in the conversation it was just you know uh, league administration and, and university presidents how important was it and what's been the kind of the feel for the 80s around Conference USA that you guys it seems like every step of the way were included in the decision making to, yeah. to have the season
1: yeah, and I'm thankful for that. And you're, you're, you're spot on. I think our our conference office and our ADs have met, you know, two or three times a week since March. And um, there's been a lot of work that's been done, and we've been included every step of the way. And our presidents and chancellors have been involved in a decision-making process, too, but in a very transparent way. And we've been able to provide them information and vice versa. And so, you know, I, I'm I'm – pleased with how this has gone from a conference perspective and and there are always frustrations don't get me wrong I think you know uh, sometimes you have votes and you end up on the wrong side of it it's not what you want to do but our conference as a whole has done a great job of the communication piece of trying to make sure that we look at this from every angle and uh, you know so here we are getting close to the opportunity to to start competition And, and, and I'm just thankful of the you know for the people who are associated with that and the other ADs in the league and the conference office, so I just think they've done a great job.
0: Coach Hobson and his guys able to play. Conference USA announcing that volleyball and soccer will be moved to the spring. How, you know, what's practically the things that go in with Coach Radecki, Coach Moe, their teams? Um, what does what volleyball and soccer look like going forward? Yeah, and that
1: was one that, you know, kind of interesting decision-making process. I think. I think, you know, what drove us as a conference to move there was moving of the championship, right? And so, um, we just felt like, and after we talked to our coaches and they talked to our student athletes and kind of got a sense of where we were, I think everyone felt like if you're going to compete, you want an opportunity to compete for the highest goal. And so, we wanted to play our seasons in the same semester as the NCA championships. And so, once the NCA moved the championships to the spring, it felt right for us to move volleyball and soccer in the spring and and they'll basically we'll flip our seasons they'll they'll continue this fall with what would normally be their spring type setup and uh you know probably practice to mid-october or so and then go into their conditioning eight-hour weeks in, in in preparation for our season in the spring and so some of that may be adjusted but that's where we're at right now so they've handled it well uh our student athletes have been great our coaches have been great uh everybody's you know kind of Taking the mentality of being in this together and so they've been supportive of, of that decision and and uh we're going to just try to be prepared as we can when springtime gets here
2: all right jeremy before we let you go if you will please update our listeners on our beloved baseball coach Quirky uh, palmer any any information you can share
1: yeah um i appreciate you asking uh you know i, I would just ask folks if you, if you pray please say a prayer for coach and and um you know he's he's um in 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 pretty serious condition uh and has been for quite some time. He hadn't had a lot of change over the past week, but he, uh, uh, you know, as as, me, as most folks know, um, suffered a, a stroke after surgery, and um, and has been in a in a in critical condition for quite some time. And so he needs prayers. And so if anybody, like I said, if you're if you pray, then I would ask that you include Coach Palmer in your prayers. He's a, as anybody who knows, he knows how wonderful he is. And, uh, he's been a good friend of mine, and just um, continue to pray for him daily.
2: Good, Jeremy. In our business, uh, we respect the people the most that are accessible and come on and answer the questions, whether they're good days, bad days, easy questions, difficult questions. And, and you certainly, uh, you've certainly done all of that since you came to USM. We're grateful to you uh, for the access uh, that you give us and uh, allow our listeners to hear from you. And uh, best of luck to you next Thursday night. I
1: appreciate you guys. Thanks for what you do.
2: All right, Jeremy McLean, everybody, the athletic director. At USM. And uh, I mean that sincerely. He's the most accessible AD uh, since this show came on the air, I guess, three, three and a half years ago. And uh, and uh, we're grateful to him. Uh, Boy, he hadn't had many easy weeks since he got here, Luke. And certainly today is uh, not an easy day.
0: Yeah, just the uh, the fluidness and his willingness uh, to, you know, just adapt and lead through it. I mean, I, he's obviously the man for uh, this hour at at Southern Miss and he's just uh you know, he's never come on for less than two segments with us. Right. I think even one time we held him on for three segments. He's always willing to come on. He enjoys coming on. And I think a lot of that goes into what a fierce competitor he was on the baseball field. Right. And the simple fact that he wants to be at Southern Miss right now. Right. And we do appreciate uh, his access uh, that he gives us. And
2: uh, we know that that listeners who tune into this show to find out what's going on at Southern Miss enjoy hearing from him. So, uh, Again, want to thank uh, Jeremy McLean for the time to come on today. So, as you heard, no football practice today uh, as uh, the strangeness of, of 2020 just continues. Kelly Sanders next. We'll get his observations and thoughts as the Eagle Hour continues. The
0: top. Back on a rainy Friday. Hope you're safe and dry somewhere. Appreciate you tuning in to the Eagle Hour. And we're thankful for Athletic Director Jeremy McLean for joining us in those first two segments. Always uh, glad and willing and to come on the Eagle Hour, and we appreciate uh, his time uh, today. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar & Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If you didn't eat lunch there today, you probably missed Bob Getty's catfish. Um, hmm. Yeah, they're probably going to end up naming a plate after they him. They should. They uh, should because because uh it's phenomenal and um if bob was if you were like 15 years old you would eat catfish every day from uh from from fourth street probably Bob. Right?
2: correct it doesn't get any better catfish is delicious being a delta guy and uh that is as good as i've ever eaten and when you've lived in the delta a long time you're pretty much catfish experts so uh, kudos to fourth street uh, chef when it comes to catfish
0: now that you're 25, you have to diversify the uh, the diet just a little bit. But anyway, we right. uh, we appreciate their support over there at 4th Street Bar & Grill. Luke and Bob from the First Make Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Kelly Sander joins us on the phone right now before we get to Kelly's uh, first reaction. just to, we, we mentioned it with Jeremy, the Southern Miss uh, TV football schedule released today. and just want to run this uh, through with you all out there so you can know uh, where the Golden Eagles uh, will be playing, what, what stations they'll be on. It's basically a CBS Sports Network, ESPN3. And stadium South Alabama, uh, let's see South Alabama, Western Kentucky, and UAB will be on CBS Sports Network. The UAB game moved from Saturday, November twenty eighth, to Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, um, Friday, uh, November twenty seventh, at two thirty. Uh, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, Rice, and North Alabama, and UTSA on ESPN three. And Tulane, North Texas, and Florida Atlantic, three in a row, uh, will be on stadium. The only game not on um, any network right now or any TV is Liberty on October 24th. you got to think, depending on how the season goes, and, and maybe there will be some games that aren't played, that one should grab a TV audience. And you hope like four or five of these ESPN3 games uh, may get bumped up to an ESPN U or ESPN2. Kelly, Eagles playing 11 out of 12 times on TV this year. What's your initial thoughts?
4: What stuck out to me as I was going over that uh, schedule so that I, I did a little bit more research. Do you guys notice one network that was affiliated with Conference USA last year to a large degree that isn't listed there at all?
2: Big network. Big network, Kelly.
4: The NFL network. Right. So I did some research. Uh, the NFL Network apparently has pulled out of its agreement with Conference USA. They were pulled from the Conference USA website back in February, which, by the way, was the last time Conference USA updated its website.
2: <laughs> I was going to point that out to you. Yeah, That was breaking news, Kelly, yeah.
4: <laughs> so the NFL, uh, no details as to why the NFL Network is no longer a partner of Conference USA, but that that remains a fact, so... All the games except Liberty, as Luke mentioned, will be available. Of course, CBS Sports Line—the first game against South Alabama next week on CBS Sports Line, but uh, or the Sports uh, Network rather. But not a lot of people locally can get that uh, network, so I'm hoping the cable companies around Mississippi will maybe pick up that that uh, signal for for one game anyway. Elsewhere, lots of things going on in Conference USA. We kind of joked on the Eagle Hour last week about BYU. Uh, Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, looking for some games. And they have found a couple of games with Conference USA teams. Uh, BYU has scheduled now a game with Texas-San Antonio. An open date of October 10th has now been filled. So the Roadrunners will go to Provo on October 10th. Also, Western Kentucky will make the trip out west. That game is scheduled now for Halloween on October 31st, Western Kentucky will play at BYU, and in between there, BYU has scheduled a a conference a game rather with Texas State, and of course Texas State is in um, Texas. It is, mean, yes, but the conference but, but I, I just lost a Southland
2: war. Conference is that right?
4: No, no, it's not your team.
2: Uh, Sunbelt Conference.
4: Sunbelt, thank there you. We that's, go. that's the word I was I had a Joe Biden moment there.
2: There you go. Um, I understand.
4: Yeah, in the Sunbelt Conference. So BYU has locked, uh, locked up three games for the month of October, two with Conference USA teams. Meanwhile, Louisiana Tech, as if things weren't bad enough for folks on campus in Ruston who were leveled by a tornado you know, a year or so ago, which was, as you certainly remember well, some of the storm remnants from Laura that have come through there have caused, uh, you know, some more uh, damage, flooding, and so on, and so the Louisiana Tech campus will have to deal with that. And, you know, the Big Ten Conference now may be reconsidering, thinking they may- maybe pulled the plug too quickly on this season, now contemplating starting the football season in wintertime, maybe as early as Thanksgiving, and going you know, maybe uh, on into early spring with some domed facilities, but one of the things they're actually talking about is having a second Rose Bowl. Now, they admit that they're in the early talking stages, but because the Big Ten and Pac-12 both decided to not play football in the fall, they said, well, let's just move it to the spring and have Rose Bowl two. So they'd have the first Rose Bowl in the fall, as usual, probably in January. Then Rose Bowl two could be scheduled either on Easter Sunday a Memorial or Memorial Day as late as May. Again, in the early talking stages, but the Big Ten may be getting ready to crank up football once again. So mm-hmm. there you go, guys. That's mm-hmm. the very latest from around the conference and the country.
2: Well, Kelly, do you think they're going to have an entire football season? No, Anybody? I, I, don't
4: think so. I, don't, I don't think so. I know the high school teams have. You know, a lot of them are getting started tonight, and um, a lot of the talk Mississippi stations across the state will have, you know, mm-hmm. set games. But um, you know, with outbreaks now at East Carolina, there's there's another one that we talked about. East Carolina is shut things down. Um, hopefully, things will get better. But as Luke mentioned yesterday, at least a lot of these conferences are going to give it a shot. They, they're going to get an A for effort.
2: Kelly, I'm going to bring this up with you. A lot of people are a little hesitant to talk about this, but I, th- I think it's a, it's a fair thing to talk about. You and I uh, come from a different generation, basically, than Luke, but Luke told us that even in his generation of playing football, things were much different. You look back on the years that you were in TV and, and we were both covering sports. Could you have imagined a time when politics would permeate not only professional sports, but college sports the way we've seen it occur in the last few weeks?
4: No. I mean, you asked me a, a direct question, I gave you a direct answer. No. But one of the, one of the complaints that, that people have had, older people have had, is that the younger generation doesn't hasn't in the past gotten involved with politics at all. And I know a lot of the, the older folks have said, you know, look, young, young folks got to get involved. Got to take part of the political process, so you give them a thumbs up for you know being politically active. Um, you know whether it's the right whether it's the right thing to do or not, I don't know, but I'm in no position to say. Um, do you
2: do you think the brand of of um, do you think the brand of professional sports in particular is being damaged in any way?
3: If you if
4: you look at the TV ratings. For, for all of the, the team sports, they're all down, way down. Mm-hmm. And and I think we've talked on this show before that it certainly is your right in this country to protest or make statements, but you also have to live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Okay, So if the TV ratings for the team sports are going to continue to go down, we've also said in the show it's about following the money. If the TV ratings go down, TV contracts aren't going to be as lucrative. If not as much TV money is going into these teams' pocketbooks, that means the players aren't going to make as much. Right, right. So I mean, you know, like and I that said,
0: was the whole leverage our- for the NBA. That's exactly exactly what happened the other night when they were threatening to cancel the rest of the playoffs. Apparently, the owners came in and said, "Okay, if you cancel the rest of the playoffs, we're going to lose revenue, and your salaries will go twenty-five to thirty percent down next year." And guess what happened? We still got the NBA playoffs. Right. You think this is? A, you think this will
2: be? What we're seeing this time next year, Luke Johnson, or do you think this is, is going to pass and by the time sports starts back uh, in 2021, it'll be back to
0: normal? Well, there, it's a complicated issue. i got a minute left in this segment. Can't get into all of it. Here's the thing. If, if you look at what is specifically triggered this week, it, it, it doesn't make sense, okay? You look at what happened in Kenosha, it it doesn't it is not injustice okay
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you look at there there is legitimate beef across the nation for injustice of all types, so if you're going to die on that hill, then you've got to be consistent with it. So here's the thing. How in the world do we begin to do that? Well, you you do need to speak out, and you do need to have a conversation. At the same token, the election's going to happen, going to be a lot that goes into this, and it's going to be do we see some type of willingness From all types of people, from all types of crowds, from all types of conversations to be able to civilly discuss and make change together. That's the thing today. I can I can understand what Southern Miss is doing today because they're doing it together. It's not a rogue group of guys. It's not one position. It's not five dudes doing it. If you're going to do it together, then I'm for it. But if you're just going to everything you do break into factions and everybody be yelling at each other, you'll never accomplish anything. That is what remains to be seen and i'm kind of cynical that it may not happen
2: all right good thoughts uh, kelly sander hope you have a good weekend enjoy some ice cream and cream spinach from uh, from uh, dickies and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week brother
4: thanks bob
2: to the top kelly sander everybody we'll be right back
4: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
2: Welcome back. Last segment of the week on the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in around the state this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. Toyota of Hattiesburg. A great place to buy a truck, SUV, car, best, uh, no, no, really no better model on the road. Uh, great inventory, great service. Uh, greatly appreciate their support of our program and we hope that you'll keep them in mind the next time you are in the market for a car, SUV, or truck. Okay, our last segment of the week. Let's talk about something besides politics, COVID-19, uh, and just everything that seems to be swirling around the world. Let's talk about high school football. We actually had some last week, and it was so refreshing to hear. Uh, Caleb Hamill is the uh, new play-by-play voice for Presbyterian Christian School, which uh, we're very happy to be broadcasting on our Hattiesburg Talk station. First of all, Caleb, I'll tell you, you guys did an outstanding job last week. It was, uh, it was fun to listen to, and if that's just a taste of what we're in for, we're going to have a great year with you guys.
3: I'm glad you say that. To me, I feel like we're dusting off the cobwebs. It's been so long since we've had to broadcast anything. So we're still figuring some stuff out, but I appreciate it. We, we really enjoyed—I mean, just like you—hearing it. We enjoyed just being at a football stadium, calling a game, watching one in person for the first time in whatever time frame it's been. Just brought a lot of normalcy back to you. There
2: you go. All right. So uh, PCS is playing Lamar School tonight. But you were telling Luke and I before we went on. We'll get Luke uh, obviously in here. Luke's also one of our really fine play-by-play high school guys. Uh, you guys going to be playing down at the at the junior college in Pearl River today? tonight.
3: That's right. So this was scheduled originally as a home game for PCS. and Just with all of Hurricane Laura coming in, all the rain that we've gotten over the past few days, and you'll see this with a lot of different teams that have been trying to find alternate venues or maybe switching around to turf fields, There was just no time to really get a field painted and prepared and in playable condition for Friday night. And a good side effect that we get from this, we you know, had a good connection with Pearl River Community College that were gracious enough to lend us their field. Uh, through a couple different conversations, and we had to go through a whole bunch of different channels, and we'll talk about that tonight. But uh, we eventually got official word this morning that the two spectators per participant rule is not going to be in effect for tonight's game. It's going to be the 25% capacity rule because we're playing at a college. Good
2: deal. So it's going to be in Poplarville, Pearl River Community College. All right, Luke, get in here, and I'll let you two high school play-by-play guys hash out some high school football talk to wrap up the week.
0: Uh, Caleb, you uh, you went down to uh, Escambia last week, and PCS. You uh, you've called several. Uh, most of your calling has been private. I mean, has been public schools, and you and I have called games together. How how was it to uh, to cover a, a Mississippi private school game last week? Well,
3: uh, oddly enough, you know, my first game to be calling one in Alabama, so it really didn't feel like a true MAIS game. But I will say that the the size is different. I will say that I, I tend to see a little bit more beef maybe in the public school rankings, and that facilities are different. We we got to broadcast on a porch outside the state, which, you know, you and I are no strangers to calling games in stands, but uh, it was fun to get surprised with the setup idea, but all in all, I think that you're dealing with a lot more acute uh, talent. You know, whenever we eventually get to the uh, Jackson area private schools, you're going to see a lot of guys So you'll see the next level. So I think so far we saw some talent in Alabama with a private school team that has gone to the state championship the last four years, saw an Alabama commit, uh, run down PCS's throat. But uh, all in all, pretty similar. I think there may just be a couple more – high-profile athletes that you see coming from
0: uh, public schools to the private area. Sure, I mean, even there's plenty of PCS uh, kids that have played in, in D1. You think about uh, Rico Dorsey at Southern Miss this year. Um, what um, going into to tonight uh, against Lamar, PCS favorite in this game?
3: Not that many. Uh, read from Mississippi Good our Magazine, they favor Lamar by a touchdown. Uh, I got to tell you, you're coming up against a Lamar Raiders squad that's got 18 seniors coming back this year. Uh, and they came back against several academy losses in an overtime game, winning 33-30. to 40. They're a team that shows resiliency, at least from one game in, and they've got a coach on the other side that's you know got 17 seasons under his belt versus Coach Ryder, I think, in his third, maybe fourth season at PCS. Uh, it's going to be tough. Lamar's had PCS's number for the past three seasons. Uh, but PCS is going to look to, you know, in somewhat hosting them here in the Hattiesburg general area, hopefully going to try to get back on the winning side of things with that.
2: All right, Caleb, uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, the broadcast starts at 6.30, kickoff will be at 7.00, is that right? That's right. On 97.3 here in Hattiesburg on supertalkhattiesburg.com. And also, uh, you guys stream streaming on the PCS website. Let people know how they can find it there as well, Caleb.
3: That's right. Uh, for a small price, you can uh, watch it online at pcsbomcats.live. We got a great crew that bring that to you every single week. That they will be broadcasting the video stream. Uh, but like I said, always free online and available with audio at superconhattersburg.com. All
2: right, you guys off to a great start. We look forward to the broadcast tonight. Thank you for your time, Caleb.
3: All right, thanks, Bob. Thank you.
2: All right, Caleb Hamill, everybody. PCS football tonight, supertalkhattiesburg.com. Also 97.3 WFMM. And uh, as you just heard Caleb say, on the school's streaming site as well. That wraps up another week. Luke and I will be back with you Monday at uh, 1 o'clock. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss.
0: To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping,
2: slipping. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle